0: Hey friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Calling all Trekkies, Star Trek Prodigy episodes one through 10 are now available on Blu-ray and DVD. We had the chance to sit down for an interview with Dan and Kevin Hagman, the award-winning executive producers and showrunners. So first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. Star Trek Prodigy follows a motley crew of young aliens who must figure out how to work together. All of this while navigating a greater galaxy in search of a better future. These six young outcasts know nothing about the ship they have commandeered, a first in the history of Star Trek. But over the course of their adventures together, they will each be introduced to Starfleet and the ideals it represents. Dan and Kevin, super fun, super geeks. You guys will enjoy this episode of the podcast. We know that season so yeah, two they, is announced,
1: it's confirmed, and they gave us a little bit of information about it. So I know that a lot they of Trek sure fans online do. are like, what's going to happen in Prodigy season two? Well, we got as much information as they probably legally could tell us. <laughs> <That's>, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty and they were sure so much I think fun it was- to talk to. They were. I'm pretty sure Dan, when you started to ask about season two was like, don't
0: do and it. Like, well, maybe I'll just give you this tiny little bit of information.
1: Yeah, but it's they fine. Were, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll tell them something.
0: Yeah, we'll give them a little tiny snippet, but they we were, also they were, learned. What did we learn? No, Go ahead. God, they were tell, great. No, were you, I was going to say they were great. They were so, oh, what did we learn? I mean, excited we... to tell people how much fun they were to talk to. And you're all over here trying to like spill information. <laughs> so, you know, there's that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. You're
0: like the Kevin of the group and I'm the Dan of the group.
1: <laughs> Maybe. That'd be interesting to figure out. We did learn where their Trekkie fandom geekiness started, how big of nerds they are. We also got into Jana and Dan being traumatized as children while watching Wrath of Khan. I fully admitted I am not a Star Trek person, but I do know Sir Patrick Stewart's Star Trek. So, millennial. Which I think so that's if are
0: if you're going to know something about Star Trek, I mean, let's talk about Sir Patrick Stewart.
1: You can't go wrong with Sir Patrick Stewart in anything. No. So no, you cannot. I just, so I feel like if you're gonna
0: be like, this is what I know. How you can't go wrong with him? Absolutely.
1: No, he's all right. so so. We're good. We're good. Yeah, I mean, I might know more about a galaxy like, far, far away than the Final Frontier, but it's fine.
0: You know, at the end of the day, it's a new show that's designed for anybody, whether you're a Star Trek fan or not. And I think that is why you should be excited about the show.
1: I really enjoyed it. And like, like I said, from having basically zero knowledge, essentially, it's a great entry point. You don't have to know all of the mm-hmm. lore and the canon and the this and the that. You don't, to, you don't have to know anything about it, like at all. Zero.
2: Nope. And you can enjoy but- the show.
1: You don't have to be a kid to enjoy this show. It's very cinematic. Uh, like the guys were saying, they don't write for kids. They write for themselves as well. So... It's enjoyable and the animation's gorgeous. I love the animation. Oh, it is.
0: It's brilliant animation. But it is designed that if you are a Trekkie, there's enough lore and mythology and callbacks that you're going to enjoy it because it has those nods and it has those tie ins that you're going to be like, okay, cool. Like, they're definitely, they know what they're talking about. It's tied in they don't just start this whole new thing and pretend this other stuff didn't exist. It's definitely tied into the franchise. And so Trekkies will love it, but you don't have to be a truckie to love it. And
1: I think that's the thing that's super cool about the show. Agreed. It, it balances both nicely. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you guys Thanks too. Mm-hmm. Thanks for taking time to hang out with us
3: today. Yeah.
2: Our pleasures. Okay. It's, it's, so-, it's, it's so much more fun than just writing. Like, you know, this is a break from writing. We get to like share our joy <laughs> of what we're creating.
1: That's very true. So I can kind of see your like little geeky collections behind you, which I love. Um, So as Nikki said, you know, we have a podcast, Geek Girls Universe, so Geeks to Geeks. I think the first question we have to ask is, did you grow up as Trekkies? What is your level of geek when it comes to that
3: fandom?
2: Our level of geek, I mean, we're film guys. Uh, Dan looks like he's frozen, but. um, I'm just not moving. Oh, you're just not moving. (laughs) um we're 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 film guys so yes we grew up with the star wars movies we grew up with the star trek films you know that i would say the star trek films was what really molded us and like we thought we were
3: goonies i think we thought we were goonies we were making Goonies
2: and all the gremlins and all the steven spielberg stuff is our favorites but like that's when i think you watch prodigy you we you'll see that sort of you know if you had to compare it to any other star trek property it would be probably the movies because we wanted that well, big specifically
3: Rathacon like everything yeah, going in your ear Spock dying like these are like massive moments where you're like oh my god
2: well it's emotional right and so we wanted to really bring not just the intellectual but the emotional to, to Star Trek
1: got it I think Jana's so, like gonna lose it because she was just talking about I... Rathacon with me earlier <laughs> Okay. I
0: think Wrath of Khan is the single movie that made me maybe not be a Trekkie because the moment that larva oh, goes in the god. ear I yeah. was like I'm out like I I can't it's oh, it ruined I, was like, me.
3: <laughs> I was like seven years old when I think I, I still that. have nightmares like, oh my god yeah
0: <laughs> I think I still have nightmares from that but no we literally just before this I was like that it like if you had to tell me a single moment as to when I would be like nope I'm out that was it yeah. um, well did you but, ever get back you in? know, this is I mean, obviously like we watch this series, my kids love it, the animation from this is beautiful. And I don't want to really skip around our questions because we kind of had a little bit of an order, but like I, you know, this is one of those that there's so much stuff in it that's, you know, pulled from other franchises, not not franchises directly, but like sort of just sci-fi nods, right? Like um, Easter eggs, but the animation is gorgeous. And I think it's one of those that, it's a show for anybody. Like you don't have to be a Trekkie. You don't have to be a super hardcore sci-fi nerd. Um, it's something that anybody any age can connect with. And what is it about the show that makes it that from you guys? Like, what do you think that that was,
2: you know, that's the intent. That's when like Alex Kurtzman came to us. He wanted a show that was an on-ramp right for kids. You know, for Dan and I, we write for kids, but we write for ourselves too. And we write for adults and like, it's, I think it's harder. It's one of some of the hardest, I think writing is to do a story that can capture everyone. Right. And it's all, for, it's the heart, it's the emotion.
3: Well, no, but I also think that like we put equal weight on the new and the, the old, like we we're always going, you know, we don't want to just sit there and, and be in a hot tub full of nostalgia. We want to make sure that there's new characters, you know, like, it's not about Janeway, it's about these characters. And we want to make sure that there's new characters for, for fans to clamor onto because new fans don't, don't really care about any of that, that, um, nostalgia stuff that they, they want to know what's new. So I, I think that's, I think we have a good foot in our writer's room is mixed with people. Some people who have never seen Star Trek and some people who have been watching Star Trek from the day they're born. So we want to always have those conversations to make sure that it works for both audiences.
1: I'm probably less of a Trekkie than Jana. Cause I never watched Rathika. I only know Sir Patrick Stewart's Star Trek. Okay. Cause I'm like, I sure. was a kid, and we used that used to come on. And it was like UPN channel twenty or something. During yep. the week. Yep. <laughs> so that's my level of knowledge. Um, but I'd like kind of bouncing off of that Easter egg question. So even with my limited knowledge, you know, obviously we did catch, I mean, I could figure out right? I was like, this is definitely like a callback to something. and then you know, there's other the, the other sci-fis um and fantasy properties kind of, you know, the vibe, I guess, kind of woven in there. but, was that important for you to include that in there? And do you have any particular favorites?
3: Like the Easter egg or which which specifically? Favorite like, like the, influences?
1: Like Easter egg or maybe like a scene that's almost like an influence from, you
3: know, some other fantasy product, whichever. Oh, like Lord of the Ring. Like we, we, we I think we just have like as, as fans. I mean, I think everyone on the crew is a geek of some sort. So you're always pulling upon certain things. I think in episode. Um, episode five, I think we have a Lord of the Rings poll, when they're hiding. Um, I
2: think the greatest poll, the biggest influence that you'll see throughout the entire concept of the show is the Goonies, about a bunch of kids who uh, there's something really big at stake. And it's your last adventure. It's the twilight of childhood. It's this last chance at, at being together and doing daring to do something great in the face of the adult world, right?
0: Easter eggs alone I think are something that really just kind of draw everybody in um mm. you know mm. again pick pick a franchise pick pick your favorite sci-fi fandom right like you've got the lord of the rings callbacks um it's it's the fellowship of the rings right like it's the it's yeah. the dread dock like they're they're hiding and like there's this whole scene yeah that was so just great and there's like the invisibility invisibility cloaks and there's you know, Dahl does his like Jack Sparrow impression. And I think it's the very first episode, like Dahl yeah. tells Rock Talk to find the pew pew button. And it's like, just things like that, that you're like, oh, this is so good. And it's just so loaded with things. It's, there's something for everybody. And it's so great. Right. Um, you know, kind of back to that animation question, which, and another callback, right? Like the, um, the holographs are like direct high ins to like the seventies animated, you um, version of star trek which i think is like super cool
2: like the screens or the
0: yes yes that is like
2: that that they take fans take it very seriously the l cars and the controls (laughs) and so we learned like we need to get a really good artist who knows what they're doing we can't just add a button or a joystick. i
3: remember i remember early on when they first did the l cars they weren't they were all very futuristic and the colors were very like blue and purple and we're like, we need to see like the old classic Trek, like salmon and orange. Salmon, a bit need to peach. See those like classic yeah. Trek colors, you know, avocado green, you know.
0: <laughs> very seventies, yeah. Yeah. Um. But so this show is very, you know, it's three D versus like those traditional two D animations. Um. What made you? I mean, obviously, like it's sort of the you know, we'll go with like the genre, everybody's doing that, right? Like nobody's doing a lot of, I shouldn't say nobody, but 2D isn't really what people are doing, but what made you specifically go with the 3D versus that 2D look for Prodigy?
3: Well, most, are- I think it's the closest thing for a, a cinematic feel. Like I think um, animated movies, um, you know, uh, we, we, we also think about these characters need to live in a world in which you feel like you can cross over to the live action, you want it to feel real.
2: Yeah, and um, I mean, we're telling Janeway's uh, next chapter right And there and we're going to have other characters coming in from the known universe and we want. We didn't want to be this little separate kids show over to the right, you know where everyone had these big bubble heads and big eyes and we're you know, no, we wanted to try to make. The humans look somewhat real so that we can actually have our characters working with the other shows.
3: Yeah. And Kevin and I, are we, we 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 always want to make sure the writing is emotional and that you feel for these characters. And so for us, we love the shots where it's like super close to a person's face and they're just breathing and they're just existing. And that's what makes them feel real. It feels like you know who these characters are.
1: I agree. It definitely does feel cinematic. That's when I was watching the first episode, I think it was like the first couple shots. I was like, this is an animated show, right? <laughs> it just kind of threw me because I was like, "This feels very like I'm sitting and watching a movie." But right. you know, so it's 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 great, um, and I just I love the characters. They're so fun. They're an eclectic group. Definitely, I love the. I always mess up the the names, but the the rock one.
0: Rock, rock talk,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Rock talk, yeah. Yes. Yeah, little, yeah, Riley Alcizar, she plays. Pronounce your last name, Kim.
2: Oh, I don't want. I don't want to say it.
3: <laughs> no. I'm glad uh, I'm not the only one that's like. I, I, be, I have oh. to
2: see it. I need to see it to pronounce. As a rocky, as a rocky. I don't know. She's amazing. But she's uh, yeah. She's she was a gem. I
3: think originally when we were looking at we were looking at maybe older actresses that could sound younger, and then she came in. We're like, no, this. She really is the heart of the crew. Where she she is she was an eight year old when we when we hired her, and so she has that feel of like, yeah. what would it be like an eight year old on Starship?
2: She's growing up, and uh, I've told her and her family. I go, if our show keeps going, don't worry, we're not going to recast you. We're just going to have Rock Talk grow up because that's what the show's all about. You know, this youth growing up.
1: She kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you were also anime nerds, but Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Alphonse. Mm. She's like the Alphonse character to me. I haven't seen
2: it. I'm familiar with the title, but
1: sorry. Well, if you ever watch it, you'll you'll get the reference. But so if you guys, could pick one of the crew to travel across the galaxy and have an adventure with, who would it be and why?
2: Oh, Hologram Janeway. I, Cause I wouldn't know yeah. what to do. I don't <laughs> know because for me, Dow would be an absolute blast. Him and I would totally like have a great buddy trip. And then also I think I, I do have a little crush on Gwen. So that would be a, a great trip too.
3: Yeah, that's just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You have both worked on like a lot of live uh, live action properties as well as animated properties. Do you have a preference for playing in one of those sandboxes over the other?
2: Wait, over, I'm sorry, what sandboxes over?
0: Live action versus animated.
2: Oh.
3: Um, I. Animated, I mean, they they both have their pros and cons. I think um, um with animation you can fix mistakes a little bit more than you can in live action. But in live action, you're getting um you're getting performances from people who are unexpected at times. And um, so there could be more humanity in live action. Um It's tough. I mean, I I do feel like some of the best movies are animated and part of the reason is that they they can they can continue to go back, depending on resources to to fix what's not working quite right. So, Hmm.
2: yeah. I, 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 and you, I was just going to add, like, I find a bigger difference between writing film and TV and writing and TV as a writer, you get to be the showrunner and it's so fun and you get to call the shots and you're in charge and you get to work with the composer and the artists and the directors and every in the costume design and all, you know, as a film writer, <laughs> you get none of that. <laughs> you That's get fired. Usually, you usually get paid to write something and then you get pushed off. That's, that's the life you
0: also have a phenomenal voice cast for something like this I mean not that your other shows don't necessarily have them but this is a phenomenal voice cast and I think that makes a huge difference too like you must have some great stories Mm -hmm. working with some of these guys
3: (laughs) I I love that Kate Mulgrew is like she'll come in and like like she will go through three or four episodes in a very quick time because she knows the character so well so we never we rarely the only reason we have to get a second take is just uh, for security to make sure that there was no baubles or cracks in the in the recording. well
2: yeah you, you you know you get the first of all we have phenomenal actors playing the new characters uh, uh but yeah with Kate or you know sometimes even you know with Admiral Jellicoe or when we start pulling characters from um, the Trek universe, you know, she lives, she's lived with that character for how many years? Like she knows, you know, her headspace, And so she brings little stuff that like, this is what Janeway would do. And I'm like, oh, or she'd say it this way or not use this word and use this word. And so, and then the new cast, yeah, we worked so hard. And there's people like, you know, like Jankum Pogg, we wanted like a young, like Danny DeVito. But we're like, well, who's gonna be like a younger Danny DeVito? We're like Jason Mendoza is just like exactly that, and like we were the biggest fans of his, and we fought so hard to get him, and he's just perfect, right? Or a Medusa, and a genderless
3: voice, you know, and, and you yep. remember Angus Emory from uh, the kid who would be king.
2: Yeah, yeah, and or then Gwyn- oh. yeah. yeah, the king who be king, and then and then Gwen, we 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 auditioned so many actresses, and there were some fantastic ones. And then Ella read, and it was just like, she's the most phenomenal actress and and it just all comes out, you know. The vulnerability, just, yeah. The, just her voice and it's just, she's just stunning.
3: She had to be both strong and vulnerable, which is, is a difficult combo.
1: The second half of season one just started streaming not too long ago. What can, obviously no spoilers, but what can fans kind of expect from what we haven't seen yet in kind of that big season finale, I'll
2: just say, like I think of, you know, this these twenty episodes as one giant miniseries. It's one giant story. And yeah, there's little chapters and little fun episode concepts. like just this last night we dropped a hollow deck gone awry, sort of classic Star Trek episode. But it all is pieces into one grand twenty episode story. And so I'm so excited because we have just uh, three more episodes after, you know, coming. And if you think of it as a miniseries, we're entering our third act. It's like this is one giant movie, right? And it's going to get big and it's going to be surprising and emotional.
3: Yeah, and Kevin and I have said this before where we've written nearly nearly 200 episodes of animated television. And I think episode 20 is our favorite. So
2: by far well, that
1: makes me excited to see it that's you like gotta, high
2: praise <laughs> you gotta watch it I, I promise you it's gonna be so worth it the ending
0: we know season two is also confirmed is there anything you can tell us about it um surprises he's like no no spoilery, <laughs> but you know <laughs> it's
2: I know, gonna I be know, so like, far no, away, away I, I have like 10 more be, episodes
0: yeah. to catch up on
2: yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to what it's can so, we say dan that's not spoilery it's, you a, it, it, it's a, there's a, you know, we, we could say, we could
3: say, um, the Jacote storyline continues on in season two.
2: Oh, definitely, in a major way. Um, uh, so there's going to be a lot, we're even more, I think, nostalgic Star Trek you'll see in our show in, in season two now because our characters are heading into Federation space in season one. So we're meeting more and more characters. So there's gonna be a lot more of that. And then also just on a grand scale, you know, it's a serialized world that we're creating for these characters. We want, these are kids growing up and changing. And so we want an evolution. You know, we want them growing up and there's gonna be difficult things that are gonna be happening and new, you know, but, you know, just as like in season one, we're seeing Murph change, you know, there's, there's gonna be changes coming ahead for our cast.
0: Well, uh, Dan and Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. We look forward to wrapping up the end of this season and then obviously season two. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. Thank you.
2: I love it. I love the tag team. You're like two sisters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next time. And as always, if you have anything you want to geek out with us about, tweet us on Twitter. At Whiskey and Sunshine and at that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks.
0: Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more Geeky Goodness.